Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hi friend, it's Sophia and we're here on Vagina Talks. I want to take a moment, I invite you to take a breath with yourself and actually join me in thanking the land that you're on. I am across the globe and I am just coming to you like raw today. I I tried to do a couple different episodes for this episode and... Um, technically I only sat to record one, but I spent a lot of time thinking about it and it, they just weren't, I was too in my head about it. I was like too in my head. And when that happens, it means I either got to like, let it go or you just got to get the like real deal raw situation. So this is episode number 49.5. It's 49 and a half because Caitlin, what's up? 
my podcast producer, recognized that um, we have a very, very special episode coming up. Um, next episode, episode 50, is I'm so excited about it, is we're weaving together all of the what do you imagine this world that we're building is? The like new earth, new paradigm, new thing for the 50th episode, we're bringing together and weaving um, the the imagery. We're dream, dream weaving the whole thing. So we're putting together this 50th episode and Caitlin comes across and recognizes that we've been missing episode 27 all along. So that, so although like my numbering of the episodes have been numbers, they haven't actually been equated to the actual number. So like my 49th episode was actually really my 48th episode. So this is the catch up episode. This is 49 and half so that 50 will be 50 and then we'll move forward from here. And you know, one of the things when we were talking about this, we were like, well, what do we do? You know, it was like, we could go back and change all the numbers. And it's like, no, it's like, I'm going to belch about it. It's like, no, you just like leave it. Just let it be. Um, and I'll just, what I said, I was like, I'll just talk about how when you see something and you like feel like you're out of step, you just take an awkward midstep you know, to like get back in alignment. Like when you're out of alignment, you just do the thing to get back in alignment. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go change what was. Um, you just show up to, to what is. And so, so that's what this, that's the, that's the theme. I mean, that's the intention. That's the like most basic intention about um, this episode. And um, I have a friend here with me, a special friend, a lover friend, a human friend, um, and uh, we're here in Bali together. Um, they are one of the reasons that I'm here. Reason feels like a funny word in this circumstance. But because um, even last fall, I was like, I'm going to go to like Thailand or Southeast Asia and like take a retreat and like dive deep and work on the book and do this whole thing. But it just like didn't feel like the time at all. Um, and so this spring um, when... Aaron, who is like literally right here, hi. <laughs> um, said, uh, "I'm going to Bali with some friends. Come with me." I was like, "No, no, no," because I wasn't really interested in um, necessarily just like having a vacation, like adventure space. Like my call was really to kind of settle. And about a month ago, I got really clear that I wanted a home. <sighs> I wanted a home that I've been. Essentially, um, you know, when Kim and I separated a year and a half ago, it was through travel that that distance happened. So in a lot of ways, I packed my bag last, you know, February of 2018 and then moved out a little bit over a year ago and formally. So informally and formally have lived nomadically in some way or another. Definitely home-based, had a really nice, rich experience with Leah this winter, um, and Philly kind of coming in and out. And still, you know, what I came to really admit to myself was that I, I wanted to have an experience that felt like I was ready to give that to myself. And I've actually been naming that, uh, like, way before even my divorce stuff came up. Like, this this deep process of, like, home and wanting that and getting more and more honest about what that is and what that entails. And so, um, so when I realized that my current situation of like that I wanted to have something more stable for a minute. I decided stable. What a funny word. I wanted to have stationary is really 
you know, stationary was really the thing that I wanted to have for a minute. I was inspired to remember my previous dream of, of Southeast Asia. So Aaron was here in, in Bali with friends and said, um, come. And I said, and they'd already said, if I, you know, if you, if you want to say something, you're welcome to say something here. But if I, they had said, if, if you can, I said, I don't know. I have some, I have a lot of stuff to take care of. Little did I know that meant I was like purging more stuff, putting all of my stuff back in storage. Um, and like closing up some other projects. Most of 2019 for me has been a lot of a continuation of just like closure and letting go. So like just, just, you know, upgrades on upgrades is really a process. There's a lot of, it's a lot of letting go. And this is, I get that feeling. This is that like ping feeling where it's like, I know you're listening and I know that you've been going through the same thing. I have that feeling. So I just want to say, I love you and take a deep breath because letting go and and ego death and just the the letting go of the relationship dynamics and letting go of agreements and changing the things that sometimes we're in the middle of can seem impossible or wrong or like we've done something bad um and i just want to say it's just a sign of growth it's just a sign of growth when we grow and then we need to change the agreements that we made when we were a different person so i was like i want to go to bali for two months. And so I said, Aaron, I'm going to come out to Bali. And they were like, great. <laughs> like, I'll stay. And they, you would say, what you were like, what did you, you were like? I invited you to come to Bali for like two weeks, three <laughs> weeks. I was like, yeah, like if you can't come at the beginning, I'm planning to stay for three weeks. But if you want to come at the end, I'll extend and stay another couple weeks. Right. Or whatever. So I spent a whole day weeping. A couple weeks ago, just weeping all day. And at the end of the day, I was on the phone with a friend of mine and I was just had this confession moment where I was just like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to act like I'm confused and I don't know what I want. I'm just going to admit what I want. And I was like, I want to go to Bali. I want to go and I do my work. I want to like make a home and like stop for a minute in Bali. And, um, and in less than 72 hours, I had bought a ticket for two months. So, um, so that's where I am right now. I'm in the end of this, um, adventure. Like we're, we're here, my, now my new friends, um, with our friends, um, and then kind of looking to find a spot to settle. Um, so yeah, so the two or three week invitation was then a counter offer of, would you like to stay for six weeks to two months? Here's my plane ticket. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for two months. And, um, and you're you're welcome to take that adventure with me. I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of like an update piece element of things. And you know, there's like a lot of things that I feel like Aaron and I could talk about or share about. Um, and I'm curious if there's anything that's like I don't know. While we're sitting here, or while I'm talking, like, do you want to say? say something about who you are or like oh you're gonna throw it to me <laughs> i am i am this is my hello bee friend there's a bee that's been very very interested in us since we arrived in this house um we are in the town of kintamani in bali which is literally inside of a what was still is a massive volcano so there's a a lake here 
and then sort of the what's left of the volcano that is still a volcano is a mountain coming out of that lake and there's ridges all around the outside um it's really really pretty very <laughs> very beautiful and powerful spot um so that's kind of a little bit about where we are and we're staying in an Airbnb house that's a little bit ostentatious <laughs> and empty uh when we got here not a lot of decorations but also beautiful a lovely spot to rest um yeah we're here with uh a f- really longtime friend of mine from college and uh his wife and her brother and uh i I decided to come to Bali um, when he invited me. He had a, a trip paid for by his work um, and just said, kind of, do you want to come? And I I, uh, I was needing a change and said, yeah, I'd love to come for three weeks. That sounds great. And negotiated it with my job and bought my plane ticket and then about two weeks later some other things happened at my job and I decided that I needed a bigger change and quit my job so uh, that made it really easy for me to say yes when Sophia (laughs) offered told me that she was going to be here for two months Um, yeah I uh, I'm enjoying being here I'm really enjoying being here. Really enjoying being with Sophia. And I hope that you all can feel that. It's really nice. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. Was that not what I was supposed to say? No, yeah. Things that I appreciated about what you said. Uh-huh. Um, like presence, the simplicity of like like where we are, like uh-huh. like being the acknowledgement, like the groundedness, right? Uh-huh. Of just like where where are we is like a really useful tool. Um, just in like being like with what is happening, you know, like this is this is where we are. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was thinking while you were talking that we were talking before we started recording, where I said like. Um, you have plenty of accolades of like of of empowerment. Like, you know, what's your qualifications to get on this on this? Why, po- on why this are you podcast? on this podcast? You know, like, and I, and I'm like, well, you have lots of experience of like like mentoring and skill development with youth and like you know, like yada yada yada. Yeah, but that's not why I'm here. No, that's not why you're here. Well, I don't know. It's like, well, that might be why I'm here, but there's a more proximal reason. <laughs> But but what I but what you said when I was like, you do have empowerment, professional accolades, and your response was, "What it was? I quit my job." Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have personal empowerment accolades. <laughs> I quit my job. <laughs> that, yeah. So that made me think of that the personal empowerment, and I just the realness of like what I was actually just saying about like when we grow and then we have to change agreements and like that it's not that you know the, I don't know the pertinence of that. Um, 
And then your like present affection towards me, like, literally like broadcasting. I've invited you onto this podcast. You know, it's like okay, so it's, I have this moment of like you, y'all are just listening, but you don't know this. But I'm like, I'm gonna just just for a minute here, I'm gonna break eye contact with Aaron and just like look the other way and just like talk to you, like a little secret moment here. <laughs> like, no, like they like they can't. I'll close my ears. I, <laughs> I'm not closing my ears. No, I'm not looking away. What what comes up for me is the all the assumptions, right? Like all the assumptions of just being like, wow, well if I'm like like if I'm bringing you on the podcast, that must mean like what that means. Like even in my own brain, the like associations of like like this like relationshipy I don't know, codependent, a cultural assumptive, like, you know, it's like, what is, what does it mean? I'm making a very skeptical face. <laughs> like, right. So it's, so, so, you know, I, I think I've talked about this a lot, <clears throat> especially in recent episodes of just being like, I have this, like, do I have permission to, to say the thing or to admit my life or do this, whatever it is. And it's like, the answer is yes. And as I say this, it's like, I get these like really ner- I get really nervy in my stomach. Like, ah, she can hear in my, which I can hear in my voice. I'm actually get, I'm making a point. Okay. So what comes up for me is that you and I are in a practice of presence and deliberate yes and no's and um, and giving up um, like one of the things that I said to you earlier today literally in the middle of making love was I promise I will never make you my everything I like that it's like that that level of like you know what or just earlier today I was talking to a client and was we were sharing about um you know this notion of the bodhisattva path or the experience of devoting your life to enlightenment or devoting your life to evolution or devoting yourself to spiritual um cultivation and that you know, a couple of people I think asked you, and a couple of people asked me, like, "Well, are you are you planning on becoming monogamous? Are you coming to like?" And um, and that was like a very weird question, skeptical face, to for me to hear because it's like, I mean, if, if y'all have been with me, you've been listening. You're like, isn't this part of her whole thing? Is like, I'm coming out, but it's like, whatever. People work it out, however they work it out, and you know, plenty of people in my life don't listen to my podcast, so that's that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So. My answer is like no, that's like not the foundation of like like what we're doing. It's just not it's like just not a value. And second of all, like let me be clear, I have a primary partner. I I am in a monogamous not 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 monogamous, fundamentally not monogamous, but I do have a primary partner and that primary partner is God. Primary partner is my spiritual practice, is primary partner is myself. And so any relationship you know, when I have a deep need, that need goes straight to source. And then that need is met through, um, like straight up, like vibrational states of being. And then also through manifested form, meaning like 
God comes to me and touches me and, and engages and provides for me through form, through multiple aspects. Um, and yet I don't confuse the like people through which God touches me with the source itself. Right. So that understanding of that, like, that's what's that way. That's what you and I are like practicing and doing together is this like deepening of this intimacy without making you, um, I'll speak for, so, so for me, so without making you the source of my comfort or my satisfaction or my, um, or my miracle or my love or my worthiness or my deservingness, um, and not being mindful of my own, um, like highs or like power dynamic aspects of, um, that can come along with like after years of conditioning of like wanting to be someone else's like everything, right? Like that, that power, that aspect of like, you know, wanting that. And I've talked about that a lot in terms of like, you know, holding that tenderness of like, you know, in that, to have that desire to want to be special, right? While also wanting to stay free. Right. And, and wanting the, those that I love to stay free and this, it being a very, and what I was saying to my client today was that it like the courage to be very clear about what I want to experience inside a relationship, like a mutual one that I'm having. If it isn't about ch- this checklist of needs that I'm handing to God, like, like my spiritual practice is where the, the source is it comes from right, and so the relationships that I have with humans need to be really transparent in their, um, what's the word I'm looking for, in their in their like in their freedom in their, um, uh, like not te- tetheredness. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like we've talked about this a lot, which is like ending the subtleties and not subtleties of slave mentality, of like being mm-hmm. owned and owning. Right. So, you know, that I saw a meme the other day that made me laugh really hard, which is like, God is my dom. Right. So it's like that, you know, that, that, um, aspect. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about things that we say to each other, like, um, I want, it's more important to me that you're happy and free than that you're with me. And um, trusting that you really mean that has given me the space to be much closer to you. Um, And really, as you were saying about um, accessing spirit through each other or allowing spirit to come through each other um, has allowed me to get closer to spirit, um, closer to God, uh, allowed me to helped me to recognize that God does not want to be monogamous with me. Mm. 
to say more about that. Um. Well, it's obviously silly to think that God would want to be monogamous with me. <laughs> right? But I think that a lot of the pieces of resistance that I've had to really deep spirituality in my life feel very similar to the pieces of resistance that I've had to uh, deep monogamous commitment in my life. Um, Feeling like I'm promising something that I don't know if I can promise. Promising that I'll never change, that I'll always be spiritual. Like, now I'm mixing, right? Right. Like, between, (laughs) like, am I talking about a monogamous relationship or am I talking about a relationship with God? And I'm, like, literally just realizing this as I'm talking, but um, it makes a lot of sense to me. When you say that, what it brings up for me is this part where it's like the heart of this feels very true for me and very, like, it's the part that wants, that I feel like I want to say, like, I'm not sitting here saying that having multiple sexual partners is, like, the right or above all or spiritual, like, higher than that, which I don't think you're saying, right? But I just want to take a moment to, like, be explicit about that. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Thank you. Um, That that's not what it is. And yet the 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 theme or the aspect of it in terms of like if monogamy is just about sex then we lose a lot of meaning of what we're talking about right now like yeah it's true for you and I that like our experience of our our body and our power and our and our for me I'll say my my medicine practice right is like it it it's it's contiguous it's it's continuous and it's 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 one unit so it doesn't make sense for me to make an agreement um of giving away, uh, for me, of giving up in a sense of authority over that. And that some people, it's not, that's a, a different agreement. I, I'm like, I'm getting a little bit lost on what I'm trying to say right now, but I feel like I just want to like say that out loud that I know that people who are very much in a deeply empowered and right relationship with themselves, their spirit, um, their spiritual practice, their partners in a monogamous relationship, and they're not perpetuating a not necessarily any more or less than like you and I are a like slave mentality of, of ownership or or um, like owning someone or having a sense of authority, right? That like the heart of like and this is what I think we talk about a lot too, which is just like we just happen to we just quote unquote happen, which is why we're spending this much time together in such intimate ways, is because the 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 values match up and we want to say yes to the same things. So we say yes to the same things together. And that that's the, that's the like right relationship part where it's like, if there's someone who wants to say yes to a monogamous relationship and one person wants to say yes to a polyamorous relationship, then like that's, that's a hard place to, to, to be, because it's just the same thing. Like if someone wants to have a deep spiritual sexual practice and someone wants to have, uh, who doesn't have a a deep sense of spirituality in their sex practice, that, that's, that can be a a tough place to, to navigate. 
And I'm not saying that that means like, like right or wrong or any of those things, but I just feel like they're just examples of like, it's, it's, it's an aspect in which like being well met or well matched creates an ease. And I think what I'm trying to get at is, uh, a sense of freedom or permission for me like the important thing is like to be like who I am that like who I am is not a problem to you um yeah I think I jumped a little bit when I started talking about monogamy God doesn't want to be monogamous with me because we weren't actually talking about monogamy we were or non-monogamy we were talking about what we say to each other which is that I, it's more important to me that you're happy and free than that you're with me. And that, I think, really has nothing to do with monogamy or non-monogamy. It's really respecting the other person's autonomy. And I think you can do that in the context of any and all relationships. Like, any agree, you can make any agreements and... Uh, choose to live your life with someone else or without someone else like in any way as long as you're making those agreements from yourself and I guess what and I've, like non-sexual relationships too yes yeah and non-sexual relationships too like familial ones or the intimate creative projects potentially the holistic business aspects yeah and so I guess to try again like what I have been realizing um, partially through being in such close relationship with you is that God and spirit like don't want to take away my autonomy oh drop the mic (laughs) and like don't want to own me Mm. and have no interest in like slave mentality they want me to be myself. They made you that way. They made me that way. I'm cut out for this. That's something. I don't. We just, Sophia said that to me, read that to me out yeah. of something. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Writing. Totally okay. side note. Just yes. total yeah. side note. Well, I just wanted to let people know that I've been doing a lot of channeled writing from the Spider Queen. Like she's, I've been like going into these states. I often type them because it feels like I'm using my eight fingers as like the eight legs. And I've been, um, I call them the reports from the Spider Queen. And I've been doing these channeled writings and I write them and then I read them and then I send them to my newsletter. So if you want reports from the Spider Queen, either, either make it a habit to check my blog because that's where I'm posting them or just join my email list and I will you will get the reports of the Spider Queen straight to you because um, they're, they're a different vibe. Usually those recordings are like eight minutes or ten minutes or whatever but they're these and they're writings too they're the 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 stories that are coming through and one of the things that that's where that came from that's not true that was from a poem that i wrote (laughs) different but i do send that i will send that poem to my newsletter anyway so i guess there's 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 a lot of crossover i am sophia wise one daughter of the wind spider queen so um but yeah so it's my that's what it is it was it was typed writing so yeah, so uh, a poem. Um, should I read the poem? You should read the poem. Okay. Let's see if it's here. 
Ah, yes, here it is. There's no measuring tenderness, at least not yet. When the vibrational instruments get sensitive enough, they'll be able to scan me. They'll be able to show a picture of just how fluid and soft my thixotropic body is. For now, take my word, this, this is tender. Fluid moves vibration, softness dampens impact, and all of this is a kind of strengthening of soul, bridging God into form, the only job I've ever truly been cut out for. There's no counting, unless the counting is for brain calming, soothing. This remembering is partnered with a holy forgetting. I don't need to recall those pathways. The sensation of searing is the completion. What I know is that my prayers are answered and I asked for heart healing. In the salty bath water, through the salty tears, thanking the waters over and over. I could feel my heart healing. The sound sensation of hurts draining from the very fluid flesh of the body, shifting frequency from restriction to function and flow. This, I know this, this is healing. And today, today it's tender. So yeah, we're uh, we're cut out for this. We're made this way, right? It was last night. Last night, I was falling asleep in Sophia's lap as she was looking at that poem on her computer, and I saw the word six thixotropic. Thixotropic, and uh-huh. I said, "What is that?" And Sophia explained it to me. Well. Thixotropic is anything that is more fluid when warm or heated and uh, more gelatinous or like thick, uh, little thixotropic, like thicker um, when it's cold. And our body is thixotropic. Our connective tissue specifically is thixotropic. So our um, tendons and our myofascia, all the fascia of our body, which is really just one massive networked system, like layer by layer by layer, kind of like um, intricate three-dimensional spider web that forms everything. Without connective tissue, we would just be bones and fluid. Connective tissue is literally the things that takes like the fluid cells of our bodies and make them makes them muscles or organs and like makes them batch. Like the fact that we can be batched at all is um, connective tissue and connective tissue is thixotropic as is jello. Thank you because I didn't remember. <laughs> as you were falling asleep. And the other thing that I noticed in the poem was the phrase, the only job I've ever been cut out for, and specifically cut out for. And what I said was, cut out for, like literally cut out of cloth for, because I think that I've always associated that phrase with, like, like I can cut it kind of like I can hack it like I'm able to do it like strong enough in some way 
very sort of like aggressive competitive idea <laughs> yeah. of being cut out for something. And all of a sudden I had this different understanding of it as like literally being made for it. Mm. So that's what cut out for it means for me now. <laughs> and just like that, it's called a reframe. Um, bing, bing. What's what? Just, that's the sound of a reframe in my mind. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Reframe for me is like, it's like a reach. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Right now, anyway. It's very particular. Yeah. 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 Bang, bang. It's like. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it just, it comes back to that same place of like, what's so radical about my life right now is, is that it's this practice of self, it's radical self-acceptance, it's a practice of self-acceptance. Um, and, uh, um, uh, what happened, Sophia? <laughs> I just got distracted by my lover's body. That's what happened. Um, uh, okay. What I was saying was uh, self-acceptance. That we get to be who we are and it's not a problem. And now I'm laughing at my own, right? Like, ringing myself in. Um, but it's uh, this place of, like... You know, it it's, goes to so many places for me. Like, one of them is that how much we're, like, told and convinced that we don't know what we want and that it's confusing. Like, what we want is confusing and we can't trust ourselves and we don't know what we want. And, like, if there's one thing that I've learned in doing lots of, like, pelvic floor work with people and my own work and my own practice is that it's really not confusing. Like, bodies aren't confusing about what, is like right or an alignment or a pleasure or feels good. Like we have a million signals that tell us when something is like, we're into it, you know, like really into it. Our hearts light up, our roots get warm, our literally our thighs open, our chests open, our throats open. We literally open to receive that which we like want and are here for. And that that's a, that's a sacred construction of preference, Right. Like that not everyone wants and opens for the same thing and that it's a cultural gaslighting that tells us if we don't want these six things, it must be because we don't know what we want. Like, no, no, you just don't know what you want. Everybody wants this. And it's like, no, like we really want different, like we just, we're, we're like cut out for it. We're made these ways. We like want these different things. And the belief and the understanding that we will, I think we're also really told that we will be alone if we totally just want what we want. And, and it really touches my heart in that because it really is like the things that we say yes to, um, you know, one of my teachings is to cleanse through nourishment because, you know, not just to cleanse through purging, but to cleanse through by fully receiving that, which you really want and need. Because one of the things that happens is like, we take in so much because we think it's the best we can get. 
and it's not actually what we want. It's just the thought the best we could have. <sighs> and I didn't know I could have so many people in my life that were into ceremony and into a deep spiritual practice that was super integrated that also loved a dance party. Hi, feelings. I'm crying now. No, I'm just crying. Okay. Yeah. 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 That we're say something now. Okay. I also took in a lot. I also took in a lot that I didn't want because I thought it was all that I could have. It really hurts. And finding out that I can have what I want is really revolutionary and I want to say here like this is it, it's so easy and I don't you like like you listening like people who listen and like walk with me you're, you are not the person that I necessarily expect to do this with this but I think we can all we all have we've been wired to do this which is just to like everything that I'm talking about or like to be sitting here with Aaron to be so like sex oriented or like partner or like one person oriented but it's like that taking in of things that I did that I that were almost what I wanted or close to what I wanted but not what I wanted um, was not was yes related to and definitely embodied in my romantic and sexual relationships and totally not limited at all ever, like across the board for me that's what my belch about it across the board across the fucking board like i ran a business for 12 years with a bunch of my really good friends you know the live action role playing thing and I just got like hardcore gaslit by some of these best some of the best most supportive people who knew me the best in the world and got fucking called crazy for years you know and like put up with that shit because they were better than the rest of the world that I had been in and they were leaps and bounds more vulnerable more authentic more more deeply listened more validated of my feelings than say my high school landscape so they were that much better but then it's like when I started to really not when I started it's been a continuous process it's like thank you parents for therapy at five years old it's like I've been majorly resourced the whole way and as I've gone step by step to have these moments of just being like no, no, this isn't what I want. This, this, is, this is subjugating my medicine. This is subjugating my knowing. This is sidestepping what I, what I deep in my heart or deep in my body know I want and can have. I mean, I, even in the most basic concept of like how we feel when we see the water getting polluted or the earth getting destroyed in ways of just being like, there's a reason that like that right there is a perfect example of like, it's like, I didn't know I could have clean water. And now it's like, it's not about whether I can have it or not. It, it's, I'm not going to stop till it's here. Like that's such a change. And, and, and coming into that across the board of just being like stepping into that place of power of like, I'm not, and it's like, and don't get me wrong, not going to stop means I take work and action seriously and takes rest seriously and restoration and play because that is like that is how these things happen in the long run you know like I'm not going to stop till this happens doesn't mean like 
I'm never going to take a nap or I'm never going to relax my body. It's the opposite. It's like I'm going to cultivate a relationship of healing the waters more and more and more every day that I can. And to do that when it's so counterculture means we got to stay resourced, you know? Yeah. 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 So that feeling of like, yes, I didn't know I could feel this satisfied with a lover because, because I didn't know I could feel this satisfied with myself as a lover. Like I became more satisfied as a lover just in my process, in my solo sex practice um, six months ago before I had, you know... Not before, it's always been a process, I guess. But, you know, like that process of like coming into that oh, my se- in, in and for myself and, and then having that be reflected back, you know? And like we've talked about that too, of just that sense of like the preparing. It's like I prepared myself to have this, to know this um, by doing that and becoming that for myself. And then the hardest part is... T- now is for me to stay soft and peaceful with myself while it's happening um, and and gentle while all the synapses fire <laughs> that say like panic, panic, control, control, run away, run away. Um, like, you know, like, oh, it's been good, but now you better start keeping secrets, <laughs> which I'm terrible at. So, you know, no worries there, but um but uh, but the anxiety over that, that's something that's, you know, to give that up, to let that go over time. I'm not sure. Did I lose? Am I like, got a little, anyway. Um, thoughts, comments, concerns, needs, desires? Well, I definitely resonate with what you're saying about it, this idea of having what you want um, realizing that you can have what you want um, and how that relates to the autonomy Mm. and being made the way that you are, that I am, that we are how that is not at all limited to romantic or sexual relationships Um, I'll refer you to my personal development accolade which is that I quit my job (laughs) which was you know very high paying very very well benefited pretty chill most of the time kind of job where uh, the where I just didn't like the way that the working people were being treated by managers and the way that their work was valued or usually not valued or the way in which your feedback was taken or not taken yeah so the way that I quit my job was I sat down in a meeting with my manager and he said, the last time that we talked, you were kind of angry. How are you doing now? And I said, I'm doing great. I decided to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
No, but like reality check on like all the fucking relationships that we have were like how sane that would have been. Like, can I get a shout out for all of the recovering codependents out there who are like, the last time you were mad at me, how are you now? And the response was like, what can I do to make you happy? Like, what? Oh, my gosh. The sweet sanity of like, I'm done, actually. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. And I don't need to be angry at you. And I don't need to control you. I just need to not participate anymore. Radical and sane. And risky, right? Like, risky and not risky. It's, like, risky in these external ways and, like, the safest for your soul and your body. Like, that's how I feel about coming out here. Like, I just keep – I just kept canceling work this year. I just kept being, like, income. Ha-ha. It's all in due time, you know? And, like, and being, like, I'm going to just – go with what I know you know I'm gonna like follow that and it's created so much peace in my being even as the external risks have been uh external risks you know mm-hmm. and um and I, I feel like I don't know about you I'd be curious if this is true for you I don't know if your job was like a huge jump for you but I feel like for me I've been building the trust with myself by taking what has felt like the hugest risk I could handle kind of over and over again and having that play out really well for my sanity and my health and my relationships. So it's like I've built this trust with myself so that when I looked at a circumstance, like, I, you know, it's like I built massive trust with myself last year through this process of all of these different things. And I, you know, in, in the divorce and the blowing up of my life and that whole process, like looking at that and just being like, I risked everything and the results in every front were tenfold benefits. I mean, even the relationship with my ex, like bless so many, so much, so many blessings, right? So it's like, you know, on all of these fronts, like, so that when I found myself now, a year later, having this guidance of like, okay, make this move, make this move, make this move. And I was like, yo, that is some like edgy, edgy stuff. Even for me, I was like, okay, but like, I have, you know, it's my mom says like reference your history, Sophia, you know, and it's like I have a history of taking those risks and listening to that knowing and, and, and that garnering courage for me to like take that risk again. Yeah. Yeah. I have a history of that. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I've always been trying to do what I want and knowing that there are things that I want that are too scary for me to do and picking picking the 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 one that is just not scary enough for me to feel possible and doing it doing it and it has worked out really well yeah like you and I are in theory about to move in together for two months. Like that's like in, by in theory, I mean like that's the plan next three week, days. three days next yeah. week, exactly three days from now. You know, and like that notion of just being like, just having that sense of like it's just, it's it just it just feels like the right next thing to do in this process. And what's so important about this for me in terms of like the what I want to talk about in terms of like walking a faith walk life is 
the transparency that I have and that you have of like, there's no promises of like what that looks like or like what, like the commitment is to myself and is to live the life well with me. And so, and that's your commitment to you. And so we're doing this because we want to say yes to it today. And if we need to make a different decision, we make a different decision. And by need, I mean want, right? Like it's like, if it's not what's happening and that kind of, um, that kind of unsettled or like unsecurity model as opposed to like, I'm going to make this agreement and then I can lean back on that agreement. It's like where I find my peace or where I find my security is different. It's like I find it in different places. And then through practice, I have a relaxation or a trust um, that is, it's like, it's a different well, right? So it's like, I trust that I have a trust and a security in my wellness or my ability to navigate a circumstance. Um, uh, and that's, that's what I lean into. And, and then having an experience or a practice with people long-term, like long-term, which is what you and I are developing. Like we don't have that. And when I say long-term, I'm talking about friends that I've had for 20 plus years, you know, like, like, a long-term kind of faith or trust that I'm like, I know there's a, there's a security that is in that relationship that I think is, um, that does come along with that people like want that I, that I don't want to like make it sound like you, like that can't be had. It just is rooted in a different place. Did I skip a sentence? I might've skipped a sentence, but like, I heard you talking about two different sources of security. Okay. Um, one being like commitments, like that that there is a sense of security in like committing to be together or have a certain kind of relationship and job or a job. Right. Yeah, and that. That kind of commitment is accessible over the long term. You're talking about people that you have 20 years of friendship with. Right. Um, but that when you also have the security that comes from practice, that comes from a relationship with God and spirit that you don't need to artificially manufacture the security of commitment when it's not there. So when we decide to move in together, we don't need the security of holding each other really tightly to a commitment that we're going to do this and 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 if something changes and you want something different I'm going to be mad at you or or any of any of those things and you're allowed to be mad at me whatever sure sure <laughs> but like but that's not the agree like it's not like a what's the right we're, we're, I want to be specific about this cuz I feel okay. like this is one of those places where it's like we 
that it gets framed that way. Like, oh, we're so like, like look at Sophia and Aaron. They're so enlightened that they can mm. like have a thing and then make a choice and then like nobody was mad, you know. <laughs> nobody like, was mad. Nobody was mad. And I, I just it's like I don't want to frame it that way, right? It's like right. like and I don't think that's what you're. That's not what we've talked about. That's not what you're talking about. But I just want to like pull that out a little Thank bit you. and just be like, you know what? Do you want to say more about that? Well, I I can try, and then, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that we're we're making the decision to to do this and move in together. Uh, like while, like. While at the same time recognizing, like, holding that value in each other's autonomy to, to change our minds about it. Right. Yeah? Yeah. And that... I know what I want to say. Say it. That are, that, like, like, every, in that autonomy, respect, is, like, everybody gets to have whatever feelings they have. And the, like, the commitment or the choice that the reason why I'm, like, down to do this is because of the the trust that even if I were to have all of the scary, the scary feelings, you would maintain your choice of right action and autonomy for yourself. Mm. Yeah. You know, and 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 that we have we have already practiced and witnessed and experienced each other. In that when I feel my anger, I don't hold that over you and ask you to make a different decision just because I'm feeling angry. Mm -hmm. That my anger is my anger and I get to sit with it and I get to make whatever boundaries I get to make. And I can say yes or no and you can say yes or no. But that's not – it's not a tool for decision making over someone else. Yeah. And so I feel like that's part of like what I hear in that of just like when that's the case, when I know that like anybody can have whatever feelings they have and yet the decision making – comes from a deeper place of practice. The decision-making comes from a deeper place, a deeper commitment that isn't about... Actually, Mindy Lou, my psychic, talks about, like, emotionality um, being, like... she. I, I call her and she'd be like, Sophia, you're getting caught in emotionality. It all just looks like a bunch of emotionality. And 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 she often sees me, literally. Like, she's a phone psychic, so she's, like, seeing my energy in this space. And she's like, the emotionality is, like, all this interference, Right. It's like she sees me as like clear and as a light. And then she sees like either a shadow or interference or like different aspects. And as she gets in different information about it all. And um, and that emotionality is that interference to that clear sight, you know. And so what I've already experienced with you and have like some some historical reference to work with is our ability to have our own emotionality come in and have the other person like let that be which I imagine we will get more practice <laughs> and see how it goes right certainly certainly yeah certainly um now I feel like you were saying two things that I jumped in on twice in different ways. Uh, and I think now I have something different to say. Okay. <laughs> Works for <laughs> so me. So look at that. So look at that. Um, yeah. I, I guess 
maybe I want to go back and reflect on something you said earlier, which is about the um, desires not being confusing. That it's not confusing what we want. Um, because I think at some point when I was saying something or you were saying something, a, a thought came up in my mind, which was like the scary thing about aut- autonomy. This is the thought that I had, not what I really believe. The scary thing about autonomy is that then you have to know what you want and <laughs> it's hard to know what you want. And, but I actually don't, I think, I don't think that that's right most of the time. Some of the time it's hard to know what you want. But I think a lot of the time it's just hard to listen to what you want. Yeah. Or like it's hard to believe that what you want is okay. Yeah. Or like it's hard to stick to what you want even when someone else is mad at you or being having emotionality about it. Yeah. And so I just wanted to Do you have the deserving affirmation? I do. Uh, do you have it? It's oh, is it in my bag? Probably in your bag. No, I think you took it out. Oh, you did? No, I didn't. No, I did? I <laughs> yeah. can go get it. Okay, it's time. Okay, I'll be right back. You know, one of the things that's been coming up a lot recently has been, uh, just in different places for me, has been the, um, the contemplation of the divine feminine and the divine masculine and a lot of dad wounds coming up. The, the, there's the mother wounds and the dad, the father wounds and the mothering wounds and the fathering wounds. Um, as, as the, as the, as the roles become roles and genders are not a thing, um, that we've been told they are. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that, kind of came up and through recently was that the the father energy the paternal kind of ma- the divine masculine um when we're raised is what um is what determines what we believe we deserve that our our sense of deserving is often passed on um, by the, the, the masculine that was modeled or held for us. Um, and, um, you know, that's, as I say that I'm like, well, but it's also definitely passed down by the feminine because that's like the, you know, the receiving. Um, but there's, I don't know, there's something about that. So hold it with an open hand. What do you want to say? Well... I guess what I want to say is that often historically or in my experience it's the the masculine parent or person that raises us who is more reticent to give. Um, and so maybe... Oh, maybe even though we learn mm. what we deserve from both parents, it's what we learn. We learn more about what we don't deserve from the masculine. I just said it. I'm sorry. 
in my head. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, of course, because the masculine's been so wounded in its ability to, like, receive and give in any kind of, um, I don't want to say in any kind, but, like, in this dominant way of, like, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't give care, right? It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, jo- it's like, it's not, it's to, pro- it's pr- to project, not to embrace. I don't know. I feel like I can get lost in this one. Like it all kind of melts into this place of like the interplay. So I feel like I could make some very complex charts or just like kind of let it all fall away in terms of this, like the masculine feminine interplay of like receiving and giving um, because they both have a way of receiving and giving they both like the the masculine receiving and giving the feminine receiving and giving but i do the part that i do that i'm like talking very fast about <laughs> that i don't want to just sit with right is that feeling and is that space of like um that heartache that so many have of like where were you like where like to that to that to that sense of like it's so and then the normalization of that is that it's like it's okay to be neglected or it's okay to be um to be denied yeah or it it makes you stronger to be denied or to, to be, be neglected. denied and neglected yeah is a is a normalized broken idea Ugh. i what i was gonna say and then maybe we can just stop talking about the painful parts of this i don't know um, we'll see. We'll be done when it's time to be done. Thank you. Um, is that like the the broken idea of masculinity that we're taught that is perpetuated um, in our broken society to the extent that it's broken? Um, like teaches that in a lot of ways power comes from withholding um, so it, it makes sense in a broken way right um, yeah which is of course so very very wrong so very very painful yeah so what's beautiful around this is that we have a little bit of a remedy and a balm for this as we recognize the ways in which we have been um, inaccurately taught about what we deserve or don't deserve and that this is an invitation for us to claim what we deserve, what we deserve. And, and again, this notion of the story of what we deserve from whom is, is, can be very complicated and create a lot of pain and a lot of dynamics. And when we lean into the perspective that when we're taking this kind of deserving, we're taking it to source we're taking it to creator and the, and we're taking it to ourselves we're taking it in this larger sense into a fundamental truth of being um the beings just being beings that that we get to have that 
So here is the thing. And I'm going to do it. We're going to do it like a we'll call and response. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to repeat it. And, uh, and the write-up of this will be in the show notes too. So, and Aaron and I co-wrote this. We were talking about kind of going through the, um, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the seven chakra model. So, okay, here we go. Maybe. I deserve to exist on this planet because I woke up this morning. I deserve, I deserve to, to exist, exist on, on this planet, planet because, because I, I woke, woke up, up this morning. morning. I deserve to create and participate in my desires. I deserve to create and participate in my desires. I deserve to create in pleasure. I deserve to create in pleasure. I deserve to receive pleasure. I deserve to receive pleasure. I deserve to stand boldly in who I am and be respected. I deserve to stand boldly in who I am and be respected. I deserve to love and be loved unreasonably. I deserve to love and be loved unreasonably. I deserve to express my deepest, truest self. Fully, without restriction. I deserve to express my deepest, truest self fully, without restriction. I deserve to trust and know my clarity. I deserve to trust and know my clarity. I deserve to be constantly, consciously connected to the divine. I deserve to be constantly Consciously connected to the divine. Well, um, here we are. I have a couple things um, in closing. I want to end with the dream weaving piece, so I'm just going to say this now. I am doing the soul unification healing skill building virtual course again. Um, and I'm doing it in a different model this year. I'm doing it in one month. We're going to cover the material and have a wild, beautiful month of skill building practice and healing. And that's going to be in June. So go, um, join my email list. If you want to make sure you get the early bird special registration opens, um, mid May. So, um, it's, it's, it's time to do that. So that just to say that that's happening and what that is, the soul unification is the process that has kind of distilled itself over my years and years of practice. And it's basically eight different skills that allow you to optimize a healing opportunity, trust your intuition, get, be connected to your body and, uh, have a stronger relationship with your spirit guides. So sophiawiseone.com backslash su you can go and see all the information there that's like up and ready to go so be happy to have you there um i have two closing questions aaron one is um i didn't ask you about this before but this is where people who are like no i want to think if people wanted to like find you if they had follow-up questions if they wanted to connect to you are you open to that uh yeah i am and where or how would you want them to do that 
Um, or like, what do you want? This, what if, so it's like, how, how, and in what way would you be interested in people contacting you? Yeah. or hiring you for programming work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, go ahead. Um, you can send me an email at Aaron of Many Names at gmail dot com. That is A E R I N of Many Names at gmail dot com. Okay, there it is, and my. Um, Last and final question is, we're birthing a new world, paradigm, and uh, landscape, this place. What does it look like, sound like? We cross that bridge and we look around, we wake mm-hmm. up in that world. Mm. What is it, what's happening? And if you can, talk about it in present tense. Mm. Um, I guess I think about, um, something that we talked about a little bit earlier, walking around this beautiful, beautiful town in Bali, which is, uh, just how... How sweet everyone here has been seeing us uh, a little a little bit out of place wanderers just walking through their town and just being so sweet, welcoming us often without being able to communicate very much and um, how that's uh, a little bit unusual uh, as of this moment, but hopefully soon we'll be completely, completely regular to just walk out your door and trust every human that you come across. Loves, may you start by waking and looking in the mirror and trust the very human you come across there. Thank you for joining us. I love you lots. Next episode, episode 50, weaving, weaving, weaving. All right, be in touch. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseone, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place.
Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.